Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Plenty to talk about here today. We're going to be recapping that 1-0 victory against Puebla. We're going to be previewing, of course, the upcoming game against Antonio Valencia and company in the Estadisteca against Queretaro. And, of course, we have some club news to discuss. A transfer rumor in the mix, even after the transfer window is done and over for America. Is there a certain duck coming our way? Well, We'll have to wait and find out until Christian illuminates a little bit more light in this transfer rumor. But all right, before I uh, get ahead of myself any further, let me introduce, as always, my co-host. It is none other than New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and Brooklyn's very own AJ. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? I got to go first today. That's cool. I'm doing good. Uh, I hope both of you gentlemen are doing well, um, especially after that America win. Um, And just looking forward to talking America tonight. Definitely. Plenty and plenty to talk about. Um, We already have a certain Jose Sepulveda in the chat, so I just want to bring that up right away. Uh, What's up, Christian? What's up with the lineup? LOL. A little bit more to discuss on that, but if you guys were here present last week, uh, Jose Sepulveda and Christian had a bet in which... uh, We'll, well, we'll announce who the winner was, but I think you guys can all guess after that comment. But AJ, how is life in Brooklyn? Um, it's good. Still dealing with snow. Um, uh, my arms are pretty sore because I've had aerobic training earlier today, so I had that exercise. So, but on that, really excited to talk about everything through America today. I just want everyone to know that AJ always starts his morning with a, a nice warm cup of, cup of coffee before he starts his Pilates. So just uh, wanted wanted to make sure everyone knew that. Um, But okay, good good to have you guys back on. We've got plenty to talk about. We're going to talk that 1-0 victory and as to whether or not we should still be worried that the Samarica side cannot produce more than one or two goals. Uh, Then we'll look up ahead into uh, what is the Queretaro game. And, of course, we'll also be looking uh, into some of the club news that Christian has in store for us. Now, before we get into today's episode i want to give a huge birthday shout out to a very good friend of ours to a um just an amazing colleague and someone who's been on here time and time again on the ui podcast someone who's always had our back and uh, someone who continues to support us throughout the whole way it is none other than mr brian washkovich i know i butchered that but i butchered that on purpose brian because i knew you were going to be listening um so happy birthday to you man uh you know best of wishes uh you know uh, hopefully today was an amazing day and can't wait to have you on the podcast. So again, happy birthday to Brian. Um, and we wish him nothing but the best. All right, gentlemen, let's talk America versus Puebla. It was a game in which we were very optimistic coming into this one, knowing that this was a game where we were going to have most of, if not all of our players available, especially after the COVID incident against Monterrey. We did have Memocho back in the starting 11, something that we all alluded to, but Richard Sanchez and Nicolas Benedetti weren't 100% ready to be featured in this matchup, but did get minutes in the Subbentes, which I thought was very important to get some rhythm, and Benedetti even scored a goal. But let's talk about this game in regards to what we were expecting against Puebla. We expected a much more dominant America side. We expected a much more resilient team that was a little bit more head-on first and, you know, 
look to make things happen. Now, not to say that America was terrible up front in regards to making opportunities, but they just weren't that concrete. At the end of the day, America ends up walking away with a 1-0 victory that I think justifies the way that this game went. I don't think America deserved anything more than what they actually got out of this. But kind of give me your initial reactions after that 1-0 victory. AJ, I'll throw it to you first. Meh, really. Just disappointing. This game was kind of boring in my eyes. Uh, America, I feel like they definitely should have been winning by more than just one goal. But it is what it is. We got the point at the we got the all three points at the end of the day. A certain Colombian um scored again, which made me really happy to see. But eh, it's not one of the it's not one of the best games America had, but we can never go wrong with three points and a win. Definitely, definitely. And I just want to read out a couple comments here just because they're coming in hot and fast. Carlos Diaz saying, What's uh, how's it going, boys? And then a huge shout out from Austin, Texas, from Ben. What is up? What's up, Ben? What is up, Ben? Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you, uh, AJ. It was very much a meh game at the end of the day. Christian, mm-hmm. your overall thoughts in regards to the Puebla match? No, definitely. I'm on board with every single one of you guys here. Um, I do. I thought as well America was going to be out there, be the kind of protagonist in this game, kind of just go full on head first, no stop on the on the gas and unfortunately it costs us a little while to kind of get into the game. You saw Bella really moving the ball well and you know we gotta give props uh where you know credit's due. I think Bella played a pretty good match honestly and they were they are one of the surprises of the tournament and for that reason, right? Um they they, they know how to play the game. They're being well coached and we we kind of struggled with it. Um but I thought towards the middle middle of the game I thought that's when you know we kind of you know Started, started to pick it up, started to implement what we wanted to do. And, of course, like AJ said, you know, once again, a super sub came in and um, and saved the day for us. And it's starting to become a little of a recurring theme now. And, uh, you know, questions starting to be asked of, you know, does he deserve a starting 11 spot? But we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, but overall, though, I think, uh, I think, Ivan, you said it perfectly. I don't think America deserved anything more than what they than, than what they got. 1-0, that's fine. Uh, it's three points. It keeps us, in, you know, within the first spot. So... For for overall purposes, um, it was a it was a decent result. No, yeah, it, it definitely was. And talking about giving credit where credit's due, my goodness, the Puebla goalkeeper, my respects to that man. Just the saves he made were phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, but it alludes me to the same kind of thing where I mentioned to you guys last week that this Puebla matchup had to be something different than the Atlético San Luis one, or even against the Juarez one where we were a little bit more of a kind of a unit and making things happen. Again, this was the game I felt like it was against Atletico Atletico San Luis. Our goalkeeper had to be our best player on the night in order for us to walk away with all three points. And I think that's the most frustrating part about it. As much as I'd love to give Ochoa the praises that he does deserve, it gives me a little bit of a worrying sign that, okay, again, this is probably like a 90%, 90%, 85% Ochoa that had to be put back in the starting 11, had to be the hero of the night. And you mentioned it, a super sub had to make that goal happen. It, it brings me a little bit of worry as to what what is in gelling at this point. Well, I think we also got to take into account that, you know, while, you know, we don't like using excuses, um, you know, let's face it, the starting 11 isn't the starting 11 that's, you know, America wants to put out there. Definitely not the starting 11 the fans want to see. And it's most likely the starting 11 that Solari, you know, doesn't want out there, correct? Um, there's a, There was a few uh, missing players last week, and hopefully we get them all back this week and, and in the starting 11. 
Um, but you can make cases for, you know, we were missing a Benedetti in there. We were missing a Richard Sanchez in there. You know, we were missing a Roger Martinez maybe starting in there. Uh, so, you know, these are players that can make make a difference for you, right? You know, uh, a Pedro Aquino in there starting, right? So, you know, we, we have to give it a little bit more time. And hopefully, you know, with all these players coming back, um, we can start gelling something. But, you know, Ivan, I, I think I'm with you there because I think the whole point of, you know, us being a little bit worried, even though the starters aren't there, is that we still aren't really seeing, you know, a play style and a game plan going forward. You know, when you have a play style and a game plan, you know, no matter who goes in there in the starting 11 spot, you know, we should have some sort of idea of what they're trying to play. Unfortunately, though, as of right now, it's costing a little bit uh, to kind of get that perfected. But, I, you know, all of us understand and all of us here on the podcast are reasonable people that, you know, it's been a little while. You know, it's only been a month in, in a sense, um, you know, and he hasn't had the 11 full. Uh, so, you know, we got to take all that into account. And hopefully within the weeks, uh, you know, things start to get better. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. There's there's a lot of external factors that have to come into this. And I think we mentioned it against the uh, the, the the Santos matchup. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad that actually ended up neutralizing each other in that matchup. And we saw a little bit of that in this game. I mean, just kind of from your perspective, AJ, what do you think is actually clicking for America that maybe wasn't under Pio Herrera? And what do you think is lacking in regards to that Pio Herrera era with Solari at the moment? I like the address that this team has, like the fight that they have. They, despite them not really being able to create the chances, that whatever chance they can take, they will go for it. They will go for it. You saw the Emma Aguilera free kick almost went in, which was good. Um, Sainavera, poor miss, but he didn't let it get to his head completely. We didn't have a super sub in Roy, which I feel like if we were on their Piojo, He'd be making so many questionable subs that I felt like that would not make any single impact. And I bet that's the good thing with Solari. He's putting players that he knows, for example, he knows Chucho Lopez as much as he talks about him. He wasn't making much of an impact. Put Pedro Aquino in there. I know some kind of difference there immediately from the get-go, which is something nice to see. And then just seeing that how this team, how the one opportunity they got, they made the most out of it and scored, which is nice. The one thing I can't, I felt like that is missing. When like Pio's there, I guess it's the idea of just like Pioho shouting constantly to play something like, you know, do what you gotta do. Like if we felt like if the, if we're tying up against a team like Puebla, something really needs to change. But if in the case, I'd say maybe that's not necessary because I felt like in the case if we do have it to concede, Pio would immediately start shouting his players and the players feel like we need to do something now or things are gonna get worse on the way. But if they get some way where it's like the shine doesn't really help them out in any way possible. It just gets them more worried or just more scattered along the place. So Lari, he will say he will say things here and there, but all I feel like he knows what his players has to do at the end of the day, and they got that job done. It wasn't in the prettiest of ways, but they did, which was all that matters. It's just like how the fight that this team has, and so and then the thing that was Solari, he knows the signs are working out. I'm gonna make a reasonable sub immediately from the get go to to get something going, and I felt like those substitutions happened to pay off at the very end. I think you put it worded perfectly. I mean, Christian, I, I saw you nod your head a couple of times with what uh, AJ was saying. Do you want to kind of elaborate on anything? No, I think AJ hit some really good points. You know, um, if this was Biojo, you know, you Roger wouldn't even, you know, see see the field, right? But, you know, so Adi's taking note that, okay, you know, this this is the player that's giving us, you know, good things, good positive results when he's on the pitch. Um, so I'm going to continue putting him on. 
Uh, so, and once again, that's what happened, right? Uh, let's talk about the goal a little bit, though. Um, I think it was a beautiful strike by Roger Martinez. The, the way he kind of took that took that kind of shove from the defender, you know, it was trying to throw him off balance. It seemed like he kind of stayed firm and just rocket that right between the goalie's um, goalie's legs. Ivan, you as a goalie, those are goals you never want to give up, right? But yeah, no, seems, those those it, it yeah. seems like those are pretty common for Rogers to score and. Happened in a crucial time too. Uh, the play before that, if I'm not mistaken, Puebla was about to score, right? Or they had a, a very dangerous chance right before that, uh, and then and then Roger scored that, right? So you know it was a very crucial time, and like I said, once again, Roger coming coming up on the score sheet. It's um, it's you know it's a it's, it's a little exciting. I, I you know for me for I think for all three of us here, and then for the America fan base that hates him, well, they they're continuing not to celebrate the goals like AJ oh. said. So, and you know what? That's that's the I, and I was gonna tweet out. I was like, well, I was like, you you you'd have to be a fool not to celebrate this goal because we'd still be tied to Puebla at home. Like, come on, guys, let's be a little bit more um, aware of the situation. But no, I, I think you're right. It, it was a very good, uh, interesting goal by Roger. I think mo- most strikers would have fell after that shove trying to look for the PK. Um, because if you do pay attention closely to uh, the position that Roger puts himself in, it's a very tight angle. Um, there was really only one way to score that, and it was the way that Roger did um, through the goalkeeper's legs. There wasn't really much of a far post shot, and nor a near post, because the goalkeeper had everything covered. Angles really, really well. So um, I feel like any other striker would have definitely tried to win the, p- the penalty in that situation. Um, but also, it was a very much, uh, if you noticed, Roger could have easily squared it through to Henry for a simple tap-in. Which I think was curious uh, to to see that you know he has confidence, even yeah, though he no, hasn't been definitely. playing, mm-hmm. even though he hasn't been playing much, even though that he's had mountains of criticism uh, poured on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still has that confidence in him to say, uh, "I've I've put myself in a tough situation in a tight angle. There's only one way for this to go in, but it's going in." Um, and I think that speaks highly volumes of him. And look, we we mentioned it last time, AJ. Uh, one goal. Nothing, uh, absolutely not everything is forgiven. Two goals, you still at the same place, but you're climbing up that ladder. And I think that's important. I think that if he can continue that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but if if he can continue, if he can continue that run of spell, I think that who knows at the end of the season, if we're in a promising position or in a very good place, then, you know, I think maybe Roger would have maybe tipped the scales for his favor. No, I was going to say, you know, I, as as hard as it's gonna sound and as mean as it's gonna sound, I think Roger has the fans kind of on the end of his list. I think right now for him, it's important to kind of get Solari's confidence first of all, make that starting eleven spot, and then through his performances being a starter is when he's gonna win us over. Um, and I honestly think that's what's going through his head. And little by little, you're starting to see that you know a little bit of that confidence again. Uh, like Ivan, Ivan was noting now. The question I want to ask to you guys and to everyone in the chat. Is this just Roger being Roger, you know, him having these, you know, two, two, three games of good spell and then we're going to see the same old Roger again? Or is this actually a new Roger with a new coach, you know, trying to give him, you know, the motivation and the, and the confidence to, to go and kind of revive his career in a sense? I think that's the question everyone's asking themselves right now, isn't it, mm-hmm. Christian? It's it's what what is this? Because it's two games in, and you're just like, hmm. Well, technically, it's three because he didn't really do much against Santos. But again, right? I mean, but he was only given he like ten minutes. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. yeah. It's 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 interesting. I want I want to I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I won't. 
I definitely won't. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had too many opportunities for us to be like, yes, Roger, yes. And then it's like, it's like you, you know, you have Roger's that very toxic uh, boyfriend in the relationship where it's just like you give him all these chances, and every time you think he's gonna change, he but he doesn't. Cheat. <laughs> yeah, he still goes and cheats. And so I feel like that's exactly what we're gonna see from Roger. I want to be wrong. I really do because you mentioned it, Christian. I mean, he's top three most talented players in the squad. So I could argue he's probably number one, honestly. Yeah, and that argument could be made. Honestly, it really could be. It could be. It's just when he wants to show up, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what we need from uh, from Rodgers, some consistency. Um, and look, I, I'm not I'm not saying you, every single game you got to go out there and score. Right. And, no, that's you know, as, but you have to be involved. You know, there's there's got to be a spark in there, mm-hmm. you know? Cotomo Blanco was Cotomo, and, and, and none of the people are going to be like, why is he talking about Cotomo Blanco and, and Roger Martinez in the same sentence? I'm not trying to compare uh, apples and pears here. I'm just trying to say that Cotomo Blanco is the type of player that made an impact every single game. He wasn't always on the score sheet, and sometimes he didn't even get an assist in that game. But there was magic in those moments that he touched the ball, and so you always knew, or you were at the edge of your seat, and you thought, okay, he can make something happen. Give him the ball. And I think that's what we have to do with Roger. It's no, definitely. He has to be that person that can be creative. Because and we look, know he can. That's the frustrating yes. thing that we all know yes. he can do. And he can have the littlest space and he can make something happen out of, out of that. And that's something that we desperately need in this in this uh in this team. You look at the comments, you look at the tweets. America needs a playmaker. I need America needs a difference maker. America needs that someone to kind of just come out of nowhere, create a spark. That could be Roger, and that's a frustrating part of it is that we know he can be that and much more. It's just his attitude, the confidence is in there. So like Ivan says, like AJ says, like everyone says, you know, Roger's there. Yes, you know, we're still not, you know, on the Roger train yet, but we're all hoping to be wrong. We're all hoping for this to be a new Roger and one that gives us a lot of happiness in the future. Yes, a Roger that has finally changed after the seventh time. Yes. Um, but it will be interesting. And, and it will make the argument that I think he still needs to come off the bench for, for the next couple of games. So as we'll much as, as as good as he's been in these past matches, um, I don't, I don't, I personally would not give him the starting eleven spot just yet. Which I know might a lot of people might think it's crazy because of what he's been doing, mm-hmm. but I think that there is, um, there is something to coming off the bench that I think has motivated him a little bit more, and I would explore that even further and and try to get him up to rhythm for you know the, the the latter end of the season christian where you know we're going to be having even much more difficult rivals week in and week out which i think then i think if he's earned the spot then he should be starting the problem with that is um you know you look you look at you know the people that you know roger could potentially come in for you know you have a linus who's been eh, he's been he's been okay he's been he's, he's been so far hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on I mean, he, he I had his know, moments. Man. I like them. He had his I moments. Like he had, I mean, sometimes his crosses are just a little bit questionable. Um, there, there's, there's, there's times where there's not, not even anybody near the box, and he just decides to cross it. You know, and I think that's still something he needs to work on. Is his, you know, his final third making, right? So you have Linus there. You know, you can you put him in Leo Suarez, but sure, mm-hmm. but you know, Leo Suarez really hasn't been doing anything since the Sunday's game, right? So, and then you have that that interesting, you know. You know, CF position, you know, can you place him behind the striker? You know, can 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 he be that player behind the striker that, you know, we all thought Cordova was going to be there, but you know what's the season that Cordova's having. So, um, there's, you know, there's multiple places you can put Roger. And then, honestly, in every single one of them, he probably do well. It's just, he needs that confidence, you know? 
definitely. And correct me if I'm wrong, um, AJ, but uh, if if this was Leo Coyat, he definitely put him in center back spot, right? Oh, my God. Don't get me started with him. He probably would have. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> hear that man saying, don't, don't, don't. Uh, a lot more stuff to talk about me and AJ in regards oh, to that. But, uh, look, this is an interesting comment that I do want to bring up from Carlos. Is, you know what all these talks remind me of? That todo es culpa de la Yunsein. And I think it's uh, it's interesting to kind of correlate that. It was, yeah, definitely a player that was very much uh, excommunicado from the uh, Americanismo community and from the fan base. And then from just from that, from that one, penalty moment, everything yeah, from changed. One, from one season to another, he completely did a 180 and changed it up on us. And I think that this could definitely be something similar. And hopefully it uh, it is because then that means that, you know, we're going to get the best out of Roger. And I think we definitely need that at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I, going back into this game, because I, I think we've definitely veered off the topic of the whole game as a, as a whole, but it, it was good. I, I did want to talk Roger. I didn't think we'd get so in, so quick in, quickly into it. Um, but but I, I did want to note something here because I do have the momentum bar. And, and it's the same story as, as we've been going through this season. It's... America has a really good first half and America dominates the ball because the first half, you know, from the 20th minute till the to the last minute of the first half, America dominated the game. There is literally nothing on this momentum bar to suggest that Puebla even had anything going for them. But then it seems like America came into the second half and was like, all right, we did good. I'm sure we're going to get a goal anytime now. Um, and it's just that Puebla play their game. And I think that's where you had to see Ochoa come into the game, make some saves. Uh, again, props to the defense, though, because even though we are sitting here questioning, you know, America up front, you know, in, in prior episodes, we're talking about the defense and we're talking about mistakes and we're talking about this and that. But for the most part, I mean, that's another clean sheet for the defense now. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this. Aguilera, again, coming up big in this game alongside Cáceres. Yeah. Um, and so it's something to know. It's something yeah, to know. It and for me, honestly, it's going overlooked. Honestly, I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about the defense and how much it's improved in a sense. You know, last year, like I even said in prior episodes, we were talking about, okay, you know, this one made a mistake. And then, oh, no, it was this one this time. Oh, no, no, this one had a good game. Oh, no, but this one had a bad game. You know, for the first time in like in a while, we can say that over a period of games, the defense hasn't looked that bad, honestly. It hasn't. And I think that's the that, that's the key thing to note here that is going under the radar. But if you ask me, Christian, I want it to stay that way. That's fine. I, I want it to way. stay that way. And you and because it's 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 the fence not being in the limelight anymore because they were in a negative connotation. Now they're kind of being ignored, but they get to do their job freely without having the pressure. Now all the pressure is on, on the top side on the, of, on the, top of side, the field, right? Yeah. It's like, why isn't Leo Suarez uh-huh. playing good? Why is, uh, is Vinas not scoring? Why is Henry, Henry not scoring? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. line is that. Like, this, not scoring. that. Yeah, and, and, and it leaves a little, alleviates some of the pressure that, okay, we're not so much in the focus anymore. We can do our game, play our part, and as long as we keep a clean sheet and as, as long as we play our game, no one's really going to talk about us. And so I want to see that consistently happen. And if it means that we go throughout this whole season very quietly and not really talk about the defense, then I think that's a positive. No, think about it as yeah. well. We don't even have Bruno back yet. And to consider that mm-hmm. with this kind of lineup and we're doing that well, we're well, not well, like not amazing, but it's the point where it's like not many people. It's impro- you're, we're it. seeing improvement. Yeah. And with Solari, you would think with this defense back then last season, everyone's like, we're not doing with nothing with this lineup. Remember with this back four, 
essentially it was almost the same back four that kind of got into that not kind of it got to the final against Monterrey. And now you're thinking mm-hmm. with Slide, it's like what more can he do with his defense to make it completely solid? And like the mention as well, we don't even have Bruno back yet. And that's our star defender right there. So only time would tell to see how this defense is, but that's really good though. It makes me happy that we're not talking as bad about the defense, but it's just bad now. We're talking about the offense. Like, yeah, we can't score more than one goal. We're getting the wins, yeah, but it's not in a way where it's like we're not satisfied with it, though. And I think that, and and we'll we'll move on past this whole conversation, talk more stuff, but I think that the one thing is that we have to remember is that, yeah, you're right, AJ, we're not, we're not scoring a lot of goals. And I know that everyone just loves to throw out the stat that we were the most scored. Uh, we were the most scoring team under Piojo and yada, yada, yada. Even though then people were saying it. But I've come on the show and I've said it time and time again. And I'll reiterate. Defense wins you championships. Of course. I don't care if we have to go one mm-hmm. nil throughout the whole season. Exactly. It means okay. we're lifting something at the end. Perfect. You're right, Ivan. Because we were the we were the top go- uh, scoring team in the in the in the season last year. How many goals did we get against Chivas in two legs? Exactly. None. That's what I'm saying. So what point, what what good does it be? What good does it, you know, have being the top scoring team in the season when you can't get it done in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. That's why that's why when comments like that come in, I just look past them because they, they have no sense right now. It doesn't. It it, it they, they don't hold their own weight in this season because it's it's yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it can't. There's no way there's no way about it. But um, it's just an interesting thing to know. And hopefully, again, the defense can keep doing their job quietly. And, you know, we'll give them their praise, even though the media won't. But at the, at the same time, um, it's it's rewarding to see players finally stepping in. So, but uh, that is on the defense part. And, and and like I was mentioning with this whole momentum part thing, it was Puebla really dominating in the first uh, uh, opening uh, minutes of the second half. And I think up to about... Uh, the 25-minute mark of the second half, I think they were really just on us. Uh, and it wasn't until, I think, Roger came in, you know? It wasn't until Roger came in, I think things really started to change, and we see the goal happen, which we talked about. Um, but how, how did you guys like the attitude of America even after the goal was scored? Because I thought there was still much more intent going forward. No, definitely. I think um, I think that that's something we need to know as well. I've been, you know, in previous years, you know, we probably get a goal and then, you know, that was GG for us. You know, OK, let's time to let's go, let's go a little bit back and kind of play it safe. But but yeah, no, no, I saw I saw a little bit more intent to go forward. It's just, you know, I think that kind of reacted well to the goal and then it, it kind of got balanced in the way. But uh, but definitely more more aggressive, more aggressiveness after we score is definitely the key. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. AJ? Uh, it was nice to see. I just thought they still had some juice left in the motor to go to score more goals. Like, I truly felt like from the start, it should have been maybe at least a 2-0, potentially a 3-0. If either the Nevada Nevada, um, shot that he had and it gone in and then the Royal goal happened, would have been 2-0. Same with the Emma goal. I thought they should have went in as well. But no, no, it was good, though. And to see that how this team was starting to kick in as soon as that goal happened, great. Though, but did give us a scare towards the very end of the match, which got me really worried considering how they were playing from the get-go. I did mention last time we were on the podcast. This is a team that's going to get a lot of shots, and they did actually did get a lot of shots. It was only one shot, but still. But I like that to this team. We're only, um what, five? It's only five games into the season so far. We're not even towards the halfway mark yet. 
it's just only the beginning, pretty much. I think it was like the preseason match because we really had no preseason matches. So I still experimenting. You're still going to be using that 4-2-3-1 formation. It's the formation you'd like using. Becca Castilla, he's trying to implement things to see, okay, I have all these puzzle pieces. I want to see what can go where. But it's good. America's starting to get something, um, start, um, something going. Is it pretty at the moment? No. But it's getting us results, though, which is all that matters at the end of the day. It is. I, I think uh, the most important thing is get the results and then at the same time try to adapt to the system. And look, we know we we came into this season kind of already tempering our expectations as to what we were expecting for this America side. And I think that a lot of us uh, sometimes on Twitter lose sight of that and expect just kind of this European free-flowing football from oh, America yeah. mm-hmm. where we haven't even been given the proper players yeah, to time not, not just players but proper time to even try to implement anything like that course, yeah. right it's 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 kind of this culture of liga mekis where it's like oh everything needs to be done quick quick fast fast everything right away mm-hmm. like there's got to be such a quick turnaround and the reality of it is that that's not really how football works you know it, it takes time to adapt to systems it takes time for the manager to adapt mm-hmm. to a team to it to a new city, to all this stuff, these the external game. factors that kind of play a role in it as well. So um, I think we'll see the best of America is yet to come, but I do see some very good uh, foundations and building blocks that Solari is implementing. And hopefully, uh, you know, seasons uh, to come will be better because of it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But ultimately, to wrap up, America versus Puebla, 1 0. You did mention it though, AJ. There was a very scary moment at the end where Puebla headed it, and then Ochoa had to make that fantastic double save, um, which he almost lost his knee because of it. And uh, it was good. It was, it was, it was, it was a good game in, from perspective of where, you know, seeing how well America was going to do under pressure. And, uh, you know, they got the three points. Could have done better, should have done better, of course. But at the end of the day, three points is what matters. And we'll move on into the next one, hope for better. You know? Mm-hmm. So anyone else, anything else to say before we wrap it up? We're good. We're good. good? Okay. All right. We'll talk more America versus Querétaro in just a moment. But beforehand, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check Foot Cult out at footcult.com. Purchase whatever your heart desires over on their website. They have some amazing, uh, some amazing kits, some amazing training tops. I know they just dropped some really cool um eagles from mars training tops they look Mm -hmm. amazing uh they just have this new black rose kit that is just again fantastic still waiting on my rafa marquez air freshener still want (laughs) to make sure to impress the ladies smelling a little bit like rafa marquez when they come into the car and um yeah it's it's some really good products going on over there so if you guys like any of it make sure you guys go and check out uh foot cult use the discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off again use discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off all right gentlemen any news in regards to coapa i mentioned it and i alluded to a little bit earlier christian but there's a certain duck that is on the horizon for america or at least that's what i was told was yeah. i lied to is oh, there a were... certain Brazilian duck yeah, that is no. making his way to Mexico, or is this just all smoke and mirrors? Yeah, it's all smoke and mirrors, guys. There's no duck coming to Mexico. Um, you know, our our, our board is not looking into that. Um, you know, there's um it, for right now that that rumor's at a at a one percent. Um, Man. you know, it's 
it's you know it, it's youngsters cheap youngsters that's what we're going for you know and this duck doesn't fall into that category right um suppose yeah I, you know I was, talk- I was talking to one of my good friends and he was saying that you know the duck is coming this way just a little bit more up north and into the states so mm-hmm. um if, if there's a duck coming this way it's gonna it's gonna go to the united states and not us so yeah no duck no duck for Cuba america that sucks he's going to the galaxy guys Nah, well, no, I don't know. You know what, though? The interesting thing with Pato is that if you would have told me this, like, maybe two years ago, I'd have been all for it. Four years ago, I'd be like, oh, where? What a where? Sign, make huh? it happen. Where? Like, yeah. make it happen. Like, do I need to sell my lung? I will make it happen. Uh, now it's just like, Pato. yeah, well, I mean, uh, that even sounds a little bit interesting. But look, at this point, I can't believe I'm say this, but he's washed. Like, the, the man has talent, of course. But he don't get, correct me if I'm wrong. He's on the wrong side of thirty now, isn't he? He's thirty-one. 30, I think he's thirty. Yeah, it's thirty-one. So he's gonna be on the wrong side of thirty. A twenty-eight to twenty-seven-year-old pato, get me that player. A thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two-year-old pato. I'm like, all right, we can probably pass on this. You know, Man. I think we'll be fine. If pato doesn't come, it won't be the end of the world. He's never gonna come in the first place. Um, but Interesting that I saw that today, and I was like, I wonder what Christian has to say in regards to this. But uh, yeah. nice. Any any more club news, updates, injury reports, anything to kind of say before we jump into America Querétaro? Um, no, no, everything everything's fine. Uh, just uh, on a COVID test today, there was a minister, and forty out of forty came back negative. So that's a good sign. So hopefully, this will be the first weekend. Obviously, besides Bruno, that Solari will have every single man at his disposal at a hundred percent. This is going to be an interesting one. Definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, well, that pretty much wraps up the news in regards to Coapa. Uh, before we jump into America Queretaro, just want to remind you guys that we will be back on Thursday to talk all things America family. Me and AJ are going to be recapping uh, the mess of what is Coapa uh, over there in the family side of things. So if you guys want to tune in and hear our rant on that, make sure you guys come in on uh, Thursday. We'll be here at the same time, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern, to talk all things Lady Aguilas. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk America versus Querétaro. It's another home match, and I think it's an important one that we don't have to travel yet again. I think this is very important in the season because you get two back-to-back home games in which, thankfully enough, you're going to have all your players available, or at least had most of your players available for these two matches, where, again, you can instill that kind of play that you want, get the best out of those players. And like you mentioned, Christian, I think this is for the first time in a long time where Slotty's finally going to be able to play with all his toys. No, I think he's going to finally be able to do what he wants. And it'll be interesting to see if he can pull it off. Another mm-hmm. thing to note, and I think it's such an interesting thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, or at least I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. And it's the fact that Solari, whenever we do have these home games, is insisting that America practice in the Azteca oh, yes. the day mm-hmm. before. Right. I think that's a very important thing to note that not a lot of people are talking about. Just quickly, before we get into this Querétaro matchup, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, it's- it's a good thing, and I'll tell you why. Um, being on a training pitch and then being on your field, no matter if it's your home or not, right? It, it's completely different. And when you're trying to implement a play style um, and trying to implement an idea of how to play the game, it's better to do it on the pitch that you're gonna do it on. You know, when you're when you're you know when you're having chambelan practice in the backyard, it's completely different than doing it in the actual <laughs> salon where it you're is. gonna be dancing, right? 
So I think that's kind of kind of what what Slide is trying to do is trying to get these players, you know, you know, familiarize them with the pitch and how to play the pitch, the idea with the pitch, and it's important. Um, you know, you have very full advantage of your home field, which nowadays is, is you know it's it's less than what it was before, but it's still an advantage, and I think that's something that we need to capitalize when we do have the opportunity. It is AJ. I'm I'm curious to hear what you have to say, not just in regards to this, but Chamberlain practice as well. <laughs> man dancing i mean i was never even want to go dance so i ain't really even got much of a say about that don't lie to me i angel you look like someone that would be definitely casted in the movie footloose <laughs> but uh no talk to me more about the whole azteca thing and practicing there and all that um it's really just nice to see though like you know they're usually the ones straight at Coapa, but you gotta marry says no pick up your bags and everything, get your shoes. We're going to that second. We're going to go train. And everyone's like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's good to see. So like for someone, it's his first time back in Mexico since like, what, the early two, uh, 2010s pretty much when he last played. Mid-2000s, as- yeah. Yeah, so it's good to see that he wants to familiarize himself more with the stadium itself and just wanting, their pl- wanting his players to get themselves accustomed to playing at the Azteca more. You're always going to go up. You've always been playing the style Azteca. It's always a nice feeling to say, let's go train the Azteca. And, and every player is up, uh, is um, down to play Azteca, which is always really nice to just see. I just like how so I was just, um, just doing this um, with his um, players. And it's just for him and himself, he had to cost some more to it. He's going to be there for who knows how long. It could be two years, three years, four, whoever, whatever that case may be. He's trying to enjoy every single moment as much as he can um, training at the Azteca. He really is, and I like it. And I just want to note one thing, Chris Rivera saying AJ got the best two-step in town. I agree with you on that aspect right there, Chris. Um, but yeah, it's just something interesting that I wanted to know and and then talk about because I don't really hear much people saying that. But uh, yeah, cool to see that America's training at, at the Azteca on Friday nights. Um, I feel like it, it motivates the players just a little bit more, you know? Yeah, no, of course. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's talk America versus Querétaro. Like I mentioned, another home game at the Estadística, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. You guys can catch this game live via through the NA. And the last time we faced off Querétaro, well, it wasn't the most prettiest of games at the Corregidora because it was, uh, well, let's face it, one of those games that we'd like to forget about, a 4-1 defeat to them. And hopefully we can revert the score and have that in our favor for this one. Obviously, it's a whole different Querétaro side. They're actually looking even better. So if that wasn't anything else to worry about, um, America definitely needs to come into this one, not just only grab three points, but I think like we mentioned, Christian, we want to see this progress. We want to see some kind of, you know, steps towards the, the brighter future that is hopefully for America under Solari. So what do you think needs to happen in this game, aside from a result that you need to see from America in order to say, okay, we're making strides forward? Mm-hmm. I think America needs to get into the match earlier than what we did against Puebla. You mentioned, you know, near the 20-minute mark of the first half is when America, you know, really started to pick it up. And we need to do that, you know, way sooner than that. We need to be, we need to go out there in our home field and say, listen, we're going to be here. We're going to be the one proposing the idea. We're going to be proposing, uh, you know, the game. We're going to have the ball. You're going to have to adjust to us. Because in that game, it looked like we were kind of adjusting to Puebla. So get into the match earlier than before and then work your plan from there. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So let's talk predicted lineup and then we'll kind of move our way into tactics and what we want to see from certain players. And now today's starting 11 is brought to you by one of our listeners, none other than Mr. Jose Sepulveda, 
Hopefully he's still here watching and he hasn't left. Um, but if you guys didn't know, Jose and Christian had a bet last week in where Christian said that if, because Jose Sepulveda came out and said that Christian was going to be completely wrong, was not going to get it. And Christian very much said with his chest out that this is going to hit. And if he does, <laughs> and if it does that Jose owed him $5 and Jose said he was on, but if Jose won, he would be in charge of the starting 11 for this episode. And that is the case. Jose, you are the winner of the bet. And if anyone wants to challenge Christian to a bet, yeah, please don't. To the 11, um, yeah, please don't. Listen, I'm already down so much from the Super Bowl. I have no time. I have no time for betting now, okay? So shout out to Jose Sepulveda, who, by the way, he's, he's reported himself. He is. I'm here, LOL. Um, but yeah. Prompt on the screen what Jose Sepulveda thinks we're going to be playing against Queretaro. Okay, Jose is going with Ochoa in net. Jorge Sanchez, Aguilera, Sebas, and Fuentes in the back line. The midfield, Cordova, Aquino, Santinavera, Leo Suarez. And up top, he has Roger and Federico Viñas. This is an interesting one. It is a very interesting formation, and I like it. The only one caveat I have to this is Roger starting. Again, Mm -hmm. my personal preference, I would say that... um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, but he got me again. He says he accepts food stamps, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I'll take anything at this point. <laughs> he will. He definitely will. Uh, but I was like, I was mentioning um, that for me, I think Rogers still needs to be that impact off the off the bench. And then I think maybe two, three games down the road, we'd give him that starting 11 spot. Um, but curious to hear what you guys have to say in this in regards to the starting 11. Do you guys like it? I like this lineup. Seems it's an interesting one. It seems at this point we're really trying to get something going from the get go, especially with like players like like um Royer. You got Aquino, Naveda up there. They already want to get. They already want to get the show started. And then with players as well, just seeing um Cordova and Diaz <laughs> as well, try to do try to um get something going with it in the offense because I feel like in defense it's solid. Ochoa, need I need I say more about him? You already you already know how good he is. Just. With this kind of um uh with these kind of players up front in the offense, definitely want to get score some goals and need to get the show start from the get go. As soon as the whistle's blown, start things up. Definitely. And I, and I do want to point something interesting here in his formation and in his lineup too. I, I think maybe Christian, you read it a little bit wrong. I do think that this is gonna be a four three three in a sense, even though it paints to be a four two two. Um, I do think that he's trying to put Roger out on that left hand side uh instead of Linus. Um, another interesting thing to note uh, that this kind of Aquino and Naveda midfield partnership that some people have alluded to, you know, at first glance, you think that's a very defensive, you know, lineup for a game against Querétaro. But I do think maybe Pedro Aquino is going to have the liberty to push up and be a little bit more creative, be a little bit more of a threat to Querétaro. And last thing to note. I would not be surprised, and I'm glad that he put Vinas in the starting 11 because I think that he's going to start rotating between Vinas and Henry, and the person that starts scoring the most goals is definitely going to cement his starting spot. No, definitely. Um, it's an interesting lineup, you know. It's interesting to see, you see, you know, he leaves out a player that's lighted and praising all year long, and Chucho Lopez, and that's, I think, a reason why all these lineups have been a little bit hard to predict just because slide throws a curveball in there of always putting Chucho Lopez in there. You know, I know AJ is, you know, very happy to see him every time the America tweet goes up <laughs> and he sees Chucho Lopez there. Um, so it's interesting line that we know Chucho Lopez is in there. Um, uh, Richard Sanchez is, isn't there. Um, so it's, you know, Mauro Linus is in there. So it, it, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, it could be, it could be the one that Slotty goes with. It's just, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. 
watch this one hit. Just watch this one hit. She's gonna be very upset. No, um, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty good though. But it's interesting though, no, because like right, like uh, Ivan said, there's there's a lot of caveats here. Like the three I just mentioned, and that Roger starting, and Ro- Ivan doesn't see Roger starting. Which just for that, I think Roger should start now. <laughs> just for that, I'm saying, look, keep him on. The I mean, game. I had Roger starting too this club. game too. So, oh god, you guys, terrible. Um, but okay, we'll see what happens. Ladi at the end of the day is gonna pick what he has to pick. But let's go off of this and let's uh let's move on to a little bit more of the way that we think America's gonna play tactically speaking. You mentioned it perfectly, Christian. This is a game where America needs to be uh, you know, a little bit more aggressive from the start. I think they give a little too much time for Puebla on the ball, and maybe themselves too. They were trying to kind of get themselves in, accustomed to where Solari wanted them to be on the pitch, but I think that has to be all well and done, taken care of minutes before the game starts. And I think, like you mentioned, has to go be aggressive, take the game to Querétaro from the get-go, um, and have the mentality that it's not enough to come out with just a 1-0 victory in this matchup. You have to go out there, look for more. And look, as much as we say that we can go 1-0 to the end of the season and get into the playoffs in a very promising position, but look, goals build confidence. And that's what this team needs up front. As much as we give praise to the defense, the reason they've been playing good is because they've had those results to back them up. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about clean sheets. I'm talking about very little goals being conceded. That, as a defender, as a goalkeeper, that helps to build and, and, and you know, attain more confidence. And I think that's what we need from the other side of the field now. It's score more goals, build a, a lot more better chemistry, and have a little bit more of a confidence because... Now your defense and your offense are gelling. Now you're going to see the best of both worlds. But um, AJ, how do you think America needs to come out into this game? Besides just being aggressive, what do you want to see them do on the ball? Mm, How to say this? I guess really create plays. Just don't simply just make some crosses and just expect someone to be the right guy. If there's clearly no one there, don't make that cross. Just make a ground pass if needed. Make the plays that you know that you feel like the players are going to respond to it. Don't try to make a play where it feels like the, when there's no one clearly there at all, you're just giving the ball up immediately. At least you don't have Chucho in that midfield, in the midfield, which as much as I like the guy, just there's times where I feel like he just messes everything up. Whenever he tries to get the ball, it feels like he just has butterflies. He has something on that he just cannot just have the ball right on his feet. When it's just him trying to make a pass or anything, it just doesn't work out. But I just want this team really... Just get some passes going with one another. When we play, there's an opportunity to open up. Go right for it. Just don't simply just play long ball United as the term you always like using. I'm just I feel like that's not gonna work out to be in this case. Just be patient, really. But at the same time, don't stay on the ball with too long because knowing how Caeta are, they got some pacey players. One player I'm looking at in particular, Antonio Valencia. This man could be forty something years old and he will still outpace everyone in this entire league. So. If you get if you lose the ball to this man, he's gonna just leave you in the dust. So it's really at this point, <laughs> it's just be patient on the ball, but make those passes consistent, like not too fast, but not too slow. Just a perfect tempo, really, because you get distracted at any single point, get they're gonna hit on that counterattack, and it's not gonna be pretty, especially with the players they got. They got players like Jefferson Montero, which back then when he was in Morelia, he was absolutely disgusting. Just just taking on players left and right. And some of the offense that Gerto will have, and like you mentioned from before, I think this is a better Gerto side than before. They are coming off of a 3-1 win against Pachuca. Despite Pachuca getting a lot of shots on them, 
get those really being smart with their with their um shot selections. So just really just um really get some passes going. Just everyone get a hold of the ball and create some plays going on forward. Definitely. And and two things to note here, now that you mentioned Antonio Valencia. One, Luis Fuentes' biggest nightmare has finally come to fruition. He's going to have to go up against Antonio Valencia. And two, uh, him, Antonio Valencia, is Queretaro's biggest, weakest link, I would say. Because as good of a player as he is and as fast of a player as he is, this man likes to go up a, a lot. And his positioning is going to be all over the place. And that's where America can capitalize. The only reason I say that is because that's what happened a lot in Manchester United when he was playing there. And a lot of plays that we did end up conceding were because of Santana Tere Valencia being too high for his own good. So I think that now he has, you know, that liberty to be that player in Queretaro. I think that's where you have to put in maybe a Mauro Linus who's just as quick. I won't say maybe as quick as Antonio Valencia, but someone that has the pace. Or now that I'm actually thinking about it, Roger on that left-hand side going up against Tony Valencia. I want to see that matchup. <laughs> I really do. I think that'd be a very interesting one. And you know what? I think Roger can take it. I think Roger can take it. So, um, you know what? So, Laddie, if you're listening to this, I know I said keep him on the bench, but maybe, you know, starting for this one game and we'll see what happens from there. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think you're right, AJ. The, the long ball United has to be kind of eradicated from this America DNA. And we have seen a little bit less of it this season, which I think is promising. Um, I, I, I just want to see so, much less back pass and much more forward passing, right? Yes, because we were doing a lot of that against Puebla. Yes, and, and that's the thing that's been frustrating me this season is that they still have that kind of inserted into their brain from from uh, from Pijorera where it's like, you don't see something, well, then reset. Right, and I think we want to see an America side that's a little bit more daring, a little bit more adventurous. Mm-hmm. Take that, and risk, it's right? okay to reset, just not every yeah. single play. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's it, you got to be smart about it, right? It's exactly. not like, oh man, you this know? guy's right in my face. I got to let mm-hmm. me go. Back okay, let me reset. go back. Okay, let's yeah. go back here. Oh, he's here again. Okay, you know what? Let me go back again. Like, like if magically just resetting everything was just gonna magically open a window, right. it doesn't work like that. Um, but I think you're right, though. Be smart with the ball. If uh, if if you know, no. If there's no reason to divide it, don't do it. Um, and I think you just have to be a little bit more creative and adventurous with the passing. I think the very interesting thing is here: if Aquino and and, and Naveda does start this game, um, I think we're in a very good poised position where Aquino can be that kind of a little bit more adventurous passer, and Naveda can be kind of the safety net in regards to that aspect. Um, I don't know. It'll definitely be an interesting one. But what do you want to see, Christian, from the Samarica side? Oh, like I said before, you know, I want to see him getting getting into the game sooner rather than later. You know, make them kind of adjust to us and then more organized attacks, like you said. I, mean, I think America's playing best when, you know, they're com- going in these little groups, passing between each other, breaking the lines together, and then going from there. Um, we saw it a lot against San Luis, and since then, it's, it's cost us a little bit. Um, but hopefully with the starting 11 that he puts out, uh, he kind of gets uh, an idea of, you know, how to play the game. Definitely. And Suarez, if he does get the starting 11 spot again, which I think he will, he needs to do something at this point because I think yeah. everyone's just been frustrated with him. Um, mm-hmm. And I think at one point, Solari might just be as well. But I, I, 
I find it interesting that one game against Atletico San Luis, the one he did shine in, he was playing very much as a winger. Now he's being told you got to cut in, you got to be a little bit more inverted, you got to tuck in. I think that frustrates his game. I'm not saying it frustrates the player, but I think it frustrates his game. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the overlapping the plays and how sometimes George makes a good pass, good. I mean, a good run, and he doesn't get played the ball or vice versa, and something happens. But um, he needs to step up in this matchup. And because of that, I, I'm curious, who is your player to watch in regards to this game that needs to have the match? Judging on this starting 11, it's Sebastián Córdoba. For, for me, this season, he's been very, very, very lackluster. Not the Córdoba that we know and love. Um, if he wants to turn around this season, it's just, let, let, let it be this Saturday, right? Let it be this Saturday. Shut all the haters up and prove that you're still one of America's best players. All right, hey. I haven't said anything on Twitter for like two, three weeks straight. And now yeah, I see this constant bash, uh, a constant bashing on Cordova. And I'm like, oh, but when I said it, when <laughs> I did it, I was in the wrong, right? Whatever. Um, but AJ, who's your player to watch? Federico Vinas, if I'm looking at this lineup, he's been on a goal drought. He's not scored since October. That's really bad. He needs to get something going because I do not like the idea of Salari having to constantly switch back and forth with this force. There's no consistency going on between Henry Martin or Vinas. Yeah, Henry scored the same time. Every other game, he's just kind of just non-existent at this point. So I really do feel like Vinas really needs to step up right now and get himself on the score sheet to build some kind of confidence. This is the kid that when he first arrived in the Mexico, he was just scoring goals left and right. Hence why we gave the name Mara Vinas. This kid was at one point going to really retire and just to continue chopping meat in the streets of Uruguay. He chose to go into football as his career. And now we want to give a reason why he would like to co- continue his career as a footballer. To see him get a goal on that score sheet, you're going to see that happiness and joy in Vinia's face. The smile that we see and just everyone hugging him. So I would love for him in this game to get himself on the score sheet. No matter how that goal is scored, if he gets himself on the, um, on the score sheet at the end of the night, it will make him very happy. You'll build some confidence and some consistency going forward into the season. Definitely. Definitely. Go, 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 Christian. No, no, I was just going to add that. I think Vinyas, you know, I think Solari's kind of idea fits Vinyas. Um, there was a lot of times in that point of that game where I saw Henry, well, I see the play try to go through Henry, and Henry had to be the one to kind of build it up, hold up the ball. But I feel like he struggles with that a little bit. And I think Vinyas is, is, you know, a better player when it comes to that. So if the play is to kind of go to Vinyas, kind of build it from him, and then you know, distribute it out to the wings and then do something from there, I think this could be a game where Vinyas can finally turn around. So why not? It'll be an interesting one, that's for sure. But make sure you guys tune in. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, who has this match? Again, I forget. Is it me or you, AJ? You know, I'm going to have to go check that out because yeah, I just check been... the schedule. I, uh, I, been, I did a last game. So. I've just been focused so much on the feminine on the feminine side of things, I'm like, okay, who's got what? So, yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you guys on who has this game, but ultimately you guys can follow this live through the, through the NM uh, stream. And of course you guys can also keep up with it uh, minute by minute over on our Twitter account at Eagle Eye podcast. Make sure you guys follow us that over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget Facebook as well. Um, and we'll make sure to keep you guys up to date with everything going on in this matchup. But all right, gentlemen, I think we talked pretty much all we need to talk in regards to this game before we talk predictions, anything else to add? Nothing. We're good. Chucho Lopez to LJCF1. His time is now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Chucho Lopez might be the one having to retire and go chop meat afterwards. Man. Um, 
So I'll give him credit. He he hasn't been as as bad as we expect him to be, which uh-huh. is a positive thing to know. But I don't think he gets back in that starting eleven once everyone's healthy and fully fit. But um, okay, give me your guys' predictions for Saturday's matchup. I will go through you first, AJ. I got two one, two one victory. victory. Okay, mm-hmm. Christian, what's your two prediction? Nothing. Two nothing. All right, I think this is the first time you and Jose Sepulveda ever agree on something. <laughs> America 2-0. Uh, I'm going to go adventurous. I'm going to say that America finally gets it together and going with a 3-0 victory. I think that's the important part. Um, and if we can get those three goals, it would be interesting. Although my twin over here is saying that it is going to be a 1-0 America victory, and I don't think we can sit back and say anything good over that matchup. We'll be back to criticize some more stuff. But let us know in the comment section down below for, before we wrap all things up what you guys' prediction is for the game on Saturday. Uh, gentlemen, I think we've pretty much talked about everything. Um, AJ, you have one thing to know? Yes, I am covering the match. Just looked at the image. Yeah, so I'm covering that Queretaro match. All right. Well, AJ's going to have you guys covered with all things. Um, By the way, con- uh, everyone, give a big shout out to AJ for those gifts he's making. Um, I think we're all really much enjoying them. And so expect to see more on Saturday. So if anything interesting happens, you will uh, most definitely be able to find a gift on it on our Twitter account, which I think is awesome. So shout out to AJ for doing that kind of stuff. But all right, gentlemen, I think the clock's, uh, you know, ticking down and i think we pretty much covered all hopefully america ends up getting the all three points which i think will be the most important thing to know how they do it i think is will be a deciding factor as to whether or not we're in a poised position moving forward into the season but promising things so far we'll see if things get better they they should be hopefully now that we have everyone available of course besides bruno valdez which by the way uh i'm hearing could be early march correct Early March is um it's where you know he's predicted to be. So um hopefully yeah, hopefully early March we get to see uh 100% Bruno Valdez back in the in the starting lineup. Definitely, definitely. But alrighty then, um I think we pretty much wrapped it up all here. With that said, thank you again for everyone who came out tonight. Uh, Carlos Diaz, Jose Sepulveda, uh, Chris Rivera, Ivan Hernandez, um, Septile. Always love seeing Septile come on. I finally memorized his name. See. There you go. That's what happens when you come on to the stream long enough. I get to memorize your name. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who came out here. You guys are supporting me in the world to us. Thank you to our sponsors, Foot Cult. Um, we'll be back again, like I mentioned, on Thursday, me and AJ to talk all things America from Name. Um, again, shout out to Brian for his birthday. Uh, hopefully you guys can find him over on Twitter and wish him a very happy birthday as well. And um, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for us here. We'll be back next week to talk things all America here on the podcast. Um, and with that said, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Make sure you guys take care. Please wear your mask. Be safe out there. Um, And until next time, Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.